Welcome to the All In Employee Podcast with your hosts, R. Scott Russell and Kevin Gurgle, the Vice Presidents of CA Short Company. To learn more about Scott or Kevin, visit cashort.com. Now, on with the show. Kevin, we're back for another great episode of the All In Employee Podcast. And man, I am super excited. We've got a guest with us today, a very exciting guest, in fact. Very happy to to have her on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got with us today Erica Schulman. She is the National Recruiter for Spectrum Health Systems. Erica, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. We're thrilled. So first of all, kick this off by telling us a little bit about Spectrum Health Systems. What, what do you do? What do you guys do? Yeah. So Spectrum um, has actually been around since 1969. So we are going on our 53rd year awesome. of service. Um, and really our, our mission is to provide folks who are struggling with a substance use or mental health disorders um, and to help them really get to the core of those issues and help them to be able to live a life in recovery and show them that, you know, here's all the tools that we can give you, um, you know, that we know after doing this for so long, how you can be successful in that, you know, and and hope that they take that and run with it. Um, and we have so many different uh programs. We have over a hundred programs. We are in three different states. We are in Massachusetts, which is where I'm based out of. We're also in Virginia uh, and in Georgia. Uh, And so we have lots of different programming. We deal with a wide variety of populations of folks. um, And we're treating everyone from adolescents, kids who are about 13 years old um, to, you know, however long, um, the whole life, someone's whole lifetime. Um, and so our hope is that through all your different programming, we are whatever that person needs at that point in time in their recovery, in their disease and, and hoping, um, you know, that they can stay in touch with us and live that lifelong recovery and show them that it's one, it's possible and you can thrive in it. You know, recovery doesn't have to be boring. The recovery doesn't have to mean that you don't ever get to have fun. You know, you, that you, right. you just have to sit at home and, and, and distance yourself from the world. You can be out, you can go out, you can do all these exciting things while still leave, leading that, that recovery life that you dream of. You know, what a, what a, um, what a great purpose as well, right? I mean, just, just having a business that truly does have a great purpose. And just for my knowledge, because I don't know, um, do you do, is it outpatient service? Is it inpatient service? So we do all, we do all of it. Oh, okay. We have several different venues. We operate both inpatient treatment. um, That's typically here in Massachusetts, traditional inpatient treatment, uh, where folks are staying with us everywhere from um, detoxification. So a short-term stay Mm -hmm. all the way up into a long-term residential stay. So folks can stay with us for upwards of six months or so. Um, We have different programming within that time period. We also then have outpatient and we have that throughout the state of Massachusetts um, and from coast to coast. 
here um, where people can come based on whatever their treatment plan is, whatever's sure. you know good for them. Some people attend every day, some people once a week, once a month, whatever that looks like for them. We have our adolescent division uh, that focuses partners with the Department of Youth Services. So we're primarily in detention centers working with those kids, really trying to get them kind of straightened out, right, and on a, and on a successful path for adulthood. Um, and then we have a corrections division, and our corrections division is actually our largest division. Um, we are here in Massachusetts, but that's also the work that we do in Virginia and Georgia. And so it's very, very oh, wow. cool. We actually work behind the walls in the state prisons working with the offenders. Uh, and so we have lots wow. of goals behind the walls um, and they vary, you know, as, sure. as needed. So it's some of it, and uh, you know, a large piece of it is substance use uh, related, you know, um, but then there's also many other general population classes that we offer. And what we're really trying to do um, there is prepare folks for release, right? And how do they adjust back into being a productive member of society? Uh, and how do we really make sure that we're assisting with the prison system into making sure that they are re rehabilitated um, and that they can go out, make better choices, right? Then, and sure. not, and not sure. land back into prison. And our programs have been so successful in cutting down recidivism rates uh, for folks because we're really working on the core stuff that, that, functionality of when I get out of here, what choices do I need to make to make sure I don't end up back here? And whether, and that's making sure that they have housing ready to go, um, right. helping yeah. them, yeah. helping them decide, you know, who's going to hire me when I leave here, you know, now yeah. I have a record. So who can I go to, um, to hire me? We also, especially if they're substance use related, try to release them into an area, if they're being released into an area where we have outpatient um, so that they can continue that relationship with Spectrum. Um, and so it's just a, a large variety of things that we're really trying to prepare people for release so that they can be successful um, and go on and, um, you know, again, just going back to leading a productive, successful life. It's fascinating to me. Like this, this stuff really is fascinating to me. And, um, you know, kudos to uh, you and your organization because um, that's a line of work that I do not call easy. It's certainly <laughs> um, not. <laughs> you know what, you, the, the things I'm sure you see and, and experience and, um, you know, just bless you guys for what you do. And, uh, and, and, and hopefully you're turning out, you know, some great, great positive uh, end results there, right? Yeah. And, our, now, and you know, are, it's all thanks to our staff. Awesome. Well, you have great staff. I've gotten to we meet do. just a few of them. Yes, and, uh, do. <laughs> how wonderful they are. And, you know, actually recently, so recently, um, your organization won an all-in award that was related to recognition. So tell me a little bit about the role of recognition at Spectrum. So recognition here at Spectrum plays a big part. And I think it just in general, right, recognition, if you don't mind, I want to kind of expand upon you know, our view or my view of recognition and why it's so important and kind of how that that works out with Spectrum and in short with with CA Short and the People Are Everything platform because it's kind of all interlinked together, right? And so recognition is looks different for everybody. Sure. Right. You have staff with all different personalities, especially a company like ours. We have just shy of 1,500 staff here um, at any given time. So that's a lot of different personalities. Mm -hmm. And what recognition looks like 
to those, those staff are different, right? I think of myself and, and I'm from a family, I have two younger brothers and we, I like to think the three of us fall into three very distinct categories that I think most people can fall into, right? You have the extra person, which would is me, right? The one who's who's big and loud and and likes the attention and you know oh you want to recognize me you can put my name in marquee letters if you'd like like by by all means right? I like your style right? yeah. I can't get exactly. I can't get enough attention right it's okay with me so I'm cool with that you want to shout from the rooftops what I did you go right ahead I'll stand there smile and wave then you have my middle brother who would just assume crawl under a rock and die then have you to call his name. He wants absolutely nothing to do with re public recognition of any kind. He just assumed no one even know he's there, right? Then you have my youngest brother who's kind of in the middle. He's not, he doesn't shy away from the attention, but he also doesn't crave it, right? He doesn't right. need it. Great if you give it to him, but it, at the end of the day, it's not going to be make or break for him. And so what's so great about something like People Are Everything is that I think you can utilize it in different ways where you can satisfy each of these types of people, right? And so that's what you need to do as a manager. And what we try to instill into our managers is get to know your staff, ask them those questions. You can come right out and say, Love what you. does thank you look like to you? What does appreciation look like to you? And not only should we encourage it, we expect it, right? We expect that you know what that looks like to your staff. Um, I find it really interesting when I was thinking about this this morning, I thought about uh, the case that recently made the news of the gentleman who won that lawsuit about the birthday party, the birthday. Mm -hmm. right? And I said, you know what? That would be my brother. That would be my brother who, you know what? If, if, th if that says to me that this person's manager did not know them whatsoever, to know that they did not want this. And he came, came out and said, no, I do not want this public display of anything, yet they did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And right. that is just what we're talking about is get to know your staff, know that they're not, they don't want that. And that can be, do the complete opposite. You know, their intention may have been to do this great thing and you know, oh, it's a birthday and we want to celebrate you. But in fact, it did exact the op exactly the opposite. Right. And so that's where really thinking about what does recognition look like? Is that a, a private e-card to someone or a private, you know, you did a great job and leave it at that? You know, you can still give them the points. You can still give them all that good stuff. You can still give them the accolades, but doing so privately, are they the, the middle person where maybe it's a team event? Like, okay, maybe we'll do a team luncheon or a team recognition, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not this, like, or is it me where you're like, you know what, let's do a, let's do a whole all users blast. Let's, let's let everybody know, you know, where does that person fit in? And so that's a big thing that we stress, um, you know, at Spectrum is get to know your staff, get to know what that looks like. Also get to know their likes, their dislikes. Um, you know, we spend, we often talk about this here at the at the office that I'm in is that we spend you know more of our waking hours during our week at work yeah. right with our work with our coworkers with everyone so we want to make sure that the environment that we're coming to the people that we're working with are positive enough and we enjoy it enough that we are comfortable leaving our families 
to come to this family, right? We have to make sure that that everyone feels that way. You know, we understand that not everyone, you don't love every moment of your, of your, I love every moment with Scott. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you preface that with Scott. Thank you. (laughs) It's hard not to, if you're, if you're hanging out with Scott, right. But we want to make sure that it's an enjoyable place and a comfortable place. And that's where, you know, I think that all ties into is making sure that you're not creating an environment that's doing the opposite um, of what you're trying to do. Sure. So much wisdom there, Erica. Um, you know, what I'm hearing is recognition done incorrectly can have a worse effect than if you don't recognize people at all. Exactly. So, and, you know, knowing that there's five different generations in the workforce, different stages of life, a diverse workforce, um, you have people who are extroverts, introverts, you have people who are intrinsically motivated, you have people who are extrinsically motivated. How, how do you get recognition right? So I, I, I've uh, likened back to the metaphor that you want to have as many doors available for people to walk through in terms of different types of tools and programs for recognition and let your employees pick the ones that they want to walk through, the ones that are meaningful for them. So giving them a full comprehensive uh, suite of tools and programs, it's so important. And the more you can get to know your employees and the more personalized it can be, uh, it will make that much more of an impact. So, so certainly uh, really well said. Um, one of the ways that um, I enjoy making work fun, or at least it's fun for me, I don't know if my coworkers are sick of it yet, are uh, dad jokes. So <laughs> I, actually, I, I have a, a quick dad joke for you before we get into the next question. It's a healthcare joke. So excellent. Knock, knock. Who is there? HIPAA. <laughs> HIPAA who? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Yes, I, okay. That's excellent. Um, As someone who is married to a connoisseur of dad jokes, I can appreciate that very much. Love, love, <laughs> love. <laughs> um, I, I want to get to know you a little bit more with, sure. you, with your personal background and journey. I, yeah. I, I'm always fascinated when when athletes um, enter into the the workforce because I have a baseball background myself. I know you have an incredible background in cheerleading. So yep. how did that impact you as you went to start your professional career and what what ultimately led you to, to Spectrum? Yeah. Oh God, I could that's a I could be a whole podcast on cheer. So we won't go the, we won't go too far down that road. But yeah, I did. I spent my career um you know, I think that goes along with my personality, right? And, and wanting to enjoying being in the spotlight and, and being friendly and, and kind of outgoing and um, really grew up with it much to the chagrin of my mother, uh, who <laughs> would have rather seen me on a basketball court playing rather than on the sidelines. Um, but really grew up in it, cheered and went into college and cheered through college um, where I was captain all four years. Actually, we were a kind of a rebuild program. So myself and, and a fellow um, classmate of mine really kind of took the team throughout the four years. And then I graduated and actually went to school in Florida. Um, I'm from Connecticut and went to school in Florida and um, much to my chagrin, moved back um, and ever not been pleased with myself every day since um, <laughs> with it, which my husband always reminds me was my choice to come home every time I complain about the cold. Uh, but we got, got back and I graduated right in the middle. I graduated college right in, in 07 and it was kind of right at the fall um, of the economic, you know, big economic yeah. crisis. Oh, yeah. And 
a lot of my friends did not find jobs for months and months. And I was terrified that I wasn't going to find work. But before I graduated, I made sure that I secured an interview as a cheerleading coach for a high school. And I said, well, at least there's that. Like, at least I can do that if I don't get anything else. Um, and so I got home and I got involved with that. And my husband coached with me. Um, for, we coached that for seven years. So that was a long, wow. it was awesome. It was the best. It was the best. I uh, really enjoyed that. And also while I was, so I had that job, I got that in May and late May, and then I'm sitting around and, you know, applying to everything under the sun, um, everything I could, I could find. And I got, I graduated with a degree in psychology, um, originally wanted to be a therapist. Uh, and then I realized uh, about senior year of, of college that I hate school. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a student. I don't, I don't, I I enjoy the socialization of school. I do not enjoy doing schoolwork. So going on to my master's and the fact, the thought of writing another paper um, made me physically sick. So I decided that we're just not going to do that. Um, Although with a bachelor's degree in psychology, there's not, there's not much out there. Uh, so I just applied for everything and I got a phone call um, from a woman from a talent agency. Well, a staffing, temporary staffing agency. I like talent. Talent, talent. fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> so we were actually called talent, whatever, but it was very yeah. misleading. People always thought we were, you know, looking for actors and actresses. <laughs> not the case. Um, we were, I was in, it was in manufacturing. So it was very far from that. Um, but so I got a job there. It was decent money out of college. Um, and again, it was a job that I was thankful to have, um, but not my cup of tea. Um, I wouldn't, I always joke and say, I really wouldn't wish temporary staffing on my worst enemy. It was not. <laughs> yeah, I, I did some odd things. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, that's a whole story. In itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a sales person. I hate sales. And that's like so much of that job is sales. So, but I did it. I needed to do it. Um, you know, and I had my child, I had my first child while I was there. It just, it provided me a job. Right. And then after I had my son, um, I lost my job, like went back to work after two months, lost my job. Oh wow! And yeah. And so I was home for the next five months with him and really just enjoying being home. Uh, and I, it, after about four months, I was like, all right, I really got to get back to work. Like I got to get going sitting. This is not for me. I can't be sitting around here. There's only so much baby talk that you can handle before you're like, I got to get some social. So I vowed though, that if I went back into recruiting, that I would only do it if I was working in a human resources role where I was working for one company focusing on their recruitment. I could not do the everybody constantly at your door, mm-hmm. you know, sure. needing, needing stuff from you. And so I applied to a couple different roles. And actually what drew, drew me to Spectrum was the corrections piece. Um, my father is a retired correctional officer. And so corrections was always part of my life. It was something I was very interested in. Um, I had been to the prison many different times, you know, whether it was, you know, bringing him lunch or whether in college I went and shadowed. Um, That was my actual, my original career goal was to be a counselor in the prison. Um, And so that really drew me actually to Spectrum. I loved that I could still be close to the corrections piece, mm-hmm. um, but also doing something that I actually had a skill set for. 
Uh, and so I interviewed and immediately fell in love with the team here. Um, and it was really an instant connection with us. And they, you know, I was offered the position um, a little while uh, after that. And I was thrilled. Started in 2012, just celebrated my 10 years here with Spectrum. Fantastic. March. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And it's gone by so quickly. Um, and, you know, I started here just as a recruiter. I was the first recruiter, traditional recruiter um, that Spectrum had had, um, actually, previous to my starting recruitment was just kind of a, a function of whoever could do it at, right. at the time. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And so when I came in, um, you know, really hit the ground running on setting up, you know, what recruitment should look like, how to streamline it. And I really have to thank those years that I spent as a temporary staffing recruiter, because if I didn't have that, you know, I wouldn't be here, right? As, as sure. you know, sometimes you got to kiss the frogs, right? To get, <laughs> to get the difference. And um, I, I really can't, now I look back and I'm like, you know what, those four years taught me so much um, that really f fed into my position here. And so I started as a recruiter here, but it has grown. My role has grown and changed uh, so much. And what I love so much about Spectrum and about you know, my boss um, and about the, the leadership team here is that they really put the trust in you to be the expert in your field and allow you to grow and change and, um, you know, mold the position into what you want it to be. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, so long as those goals are aligned, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, with what the company's goals sense, are. Yeah. And so my role has expanded, <laughs> excuse me, has expanded really into more of a um, re retention role, an employee engagement role. Um, and that's really where I have found that my passion lies is sure. working with the staff and um, getting to know them and getting to know, like we talked about earlier, what, what does it look like to them? What's important to them? How can we take a heavy burden, the work that we do, you know, it's not light. This is not, right. not at know, all. This is, right. this is a heavy thing that we're dealing with every day. And how do we still make it as enjoyable as possible? for our staff. And it's not easy, you know, and some days are really, really hard. And um, it's more of looking at, let's look at the big picture. Let's look at, at the end of the day, we want people who, even if they leave spectrum, we want them to leave with a positive feeling, right? We want them to say, you know what, even though my time at spectrum has, is over um, for whatever reason, I would still recommend someone work for Spectrum. You know, I would still recommend them as an employer. Right. Um, that to me is, is the biggest win, you know, because it's, people do not typically stay anymore at one company for their entire career, right? That's, that's kind of that, that older generation thing, mm -hmm. right? When we talk about the generations, now it's, you know, if you can get two, if you can get five years out of someone, that is, that's, that's a feat in and of itself, right? Right. So how do you get the most of, out of that employee during their period, during those five? Exactly. That's the exactly. question, right? Exactly. 
So it sounds like recognition is is really important part of of that strategy to to build the culture to uh, create a workforce or an environment that lends to high productivity, high engagement. Um, mm-hmm. So, what type of recognition strategies? Um, do you also implement um, that you haven't talked about yet? Because I know you do a lot. Yeah. So we have a a really long-standing award. Um, We call it the President's Club. It's kind of the upper echelon of awards here. Uh, And it's been around for a very, very long time. And it's the coolest thing about that award is that, (laughs) excuse me, is that it's a peer-nominated award. So as opposed to a lot of other awards that maybe come from a supervisor or manager, what we do is twice a year, we open up nominations and anybody throughout the company can nominate anybody else. It doesn't have to be in their program, doesn't have to be even in their state, right? Um, Mm -hmm. If you've worked with someone and you feel that they are living the mission of Spectrum, um, you know, really, truly believe in Spectrum, really are a champion of Spectrum, living that day in and day out and, and doing the best of their, you know, the best job that they can do, you can nominate that person. And what's also great is that there's no set benchmark um, as far as number of people that can be selected, right? So, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, maybe it's 10 people, maybe it's 50. It doesn't matter um, how many people. It matters really about what is written and the core, the core values um, that have come over. And so folks are, are, again, like I said, they're nominating each other. Uh, and so then there's a committee who reads through those nominations and chooses, and chooses the folks. So um, yeah. then the president, uh, which is really nice, our president and CEO, Kurt Isaacson, um, makes the phone calls. Uh, and informs people that they have been selected to the president's club. Oh, nice. So yeah. he personally call the winners. Yep. He personally calls each and every That's one fine. of them. Yep. And we don't announce it until he's talked to each of them. Um, we want to make sure that the, they get that personal stuff before it's sure. announced. Um, and then we have a nice reception for the folks who are here Um I could be here in person. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we send out, um, we have like a little gift gift bag that everyone gets, um, nice. as well as they get some stuff on people or everything as well. Um, but we do that separately. And then the, the final kick is that they get their name on a, etched on a plaque that is, stays out in our lobby. Um, that I always say, you live in infamy on the, on the, <laughs> the lobby I love wall. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's a really cool thing. Um, we also implemented employee of the quarter awards. So something that was a little bit more attainable uh, for staff and also something that was able, people could win multiple times. Right. Because, you know, the President's Club is a one and done kind of thing. Uh, And so the employee of the quarter allows us to recognize folks by division. um, And those are top down nominations. Right. So those are coming from your program directors are nominating staff. um, And then we have a kind of a non-biased party who reads through those and chooses the winners. Um, And we have caps on those um, for each for each division. Um, and those folks win- get prizes, you know, in people or sure. everything and, and some recognition there. Uh, and then we have a flip side to that where we actually do a director of the quarter where we have staff nominate directors. 
oh nice kind of flip it and i'm, uh, I'm taking a... notes on all these things <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. like what can we do okay yeah we have that so it allows for the staff to nominate the managers because i think what can happen a lot of times when you have all of these awards and, and things for staff is that that mid-level person gets missed, mm -hmm. um, you know, because they're not eligible for this because they're a manager or they're not, or they just kind of miss that accolade Agreed. there. Right. And so yep. we wanted to really be able to touch on that group of people and say, you know what, they are doing all this great work to make sure that they're recognizing their staff, but who's recognizing them? Uh, and we decided to do it from staff up because we said, you know what, they're the ones who know who's a great manager and who's not, right? They're the ones who are going to wow. tell us um, who goes above and beyond for them. Um, and so those are awesome. Those are actually my favorite thing to read. Um, I get to be on the committee that chooses those winners. And I am always blown away every quarter by not the sheer number of submissions that we get. Um, I mean, there's usually anywhere from 30 to 50 different managers wow. that get nominated. Yeah, every quarter. And it's, it's phenomenal to see and then to read about them. And it was really special. We started this manager one, I believe in 2020, we started the manager side. We started the employee side the year before. And especially during COVID, um, to really hear how those managers had gone above and beyond for their staff and how they were making a difference for their staff was something that was so cool to read. Giving me goosebumps. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Historically, that has been a gap in terms of recognition is that um, that level. Um, so to see you you recognize that and create a program to address that is phenomenal. And, you know, they say it's better to, to give than to receive. So I have to imagine that uh, it's very rewarding to people for people um, to, su to submit these nominations as mm -hmm. well. It creates that extra layer of engagement. So exactly. that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. I really love hearing um, just the different things that you do. I'm always, uh, I'm always a uh, stealer of ideas. So uh, I, I love, I may take some of that back and uh, work that into our program as well. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So I've got a, uh, another question for you. We'll be wrapping up with this question and then we'll do some goodbyes. But Erica, so this is the All In Employee Podcast and you've won the All In Award. But what, what does an All In Employee look like to you? Describe when you hear somebody say, uh, you know, they're an All In Employee. What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. I think an All In Employee is someone who believes in buys into the mission of the company, right? Whatever that is, whatever company you are, whatever you're doing, whatever your goal is as a company, having someone who truly believes in that, um, who is looking at their role as being an important piece in that puzzle and understands where they fit in there and how the work that they do is important. Um, and that's also on, you know, the manager that's on the company to make sure that they understand what their role is and how their role is important. Um, but really having someone who understands that, someone who is engaged in things, right? And they don't have to be, you know, overly engaged, right? I'm not talking about the people who raise their hand for everything, but the people who listen when you're speaking, right? Who take in 
what you're speaking, who take advantage of if you offer trainings or you offer benefits, um, mm -hmm. you know, of all kinds, uh, people who take advantage of those things, people who are an active cheerleader of the organization, right? Someone who is a champion of that organization, who, when they're out in public, is able to speak about the organization. Um, we have a lot of people uh, in the work that we do if we're out anywhere and I hear stories all the time of people who are wearing, you know, maybe a spectrum jacket or have a spectrum cap on or something and they get approached by someone who says, you know, spectrum saved my daughter's life or spectrum, yeah, you know, totally. spectrum chase. And that's something that you can't like, we can't give them that. Right. right. Um, but someone who's, who's not afraid to, to say, you know, that's all, who really can take that in and feel that and bring that back to work with them uh, and keep them motivated in that way, because those things are so cool. Um, and finally, someone who is positive, right? Someone who's got a positive energy. Now, they don't need to be, you know, shaking the pom-poms and, and yay, rah-rah and, and happy and smiling all the time, because that's not real, right? That that's, right. that's not real. But someone who is not actively negative, right? Someone who's, well if they are, you know, not talking well about the company, um, you know, that's not, that's not someone you want engaged. And that's not someone who is engaged. That's someone who's completely disengaged and they don't care. Um, I think it's a big deal. If someone is resigning, um, that they, it hurts a little, right? That maybe they're a little bit torn about it. It was a difficult, it was a very difficult decision. Um, that's someone who's been engaged in the company, right? That's someone who's, who's really truly there rather than someone who's just like, here's my two weeks. If you're lucky, <laughs> I'm out. Like right. you know, there's, there's a difference there. And, and having those engaged staff for the time that they're with you is so important. Whether they're with you for six months, six years, 40 years, whatever long, um, it helps. And, and the engagement piece, like, you know, we mentioned earlier, and you talked about earlier, is the more engaged someone is, the more productive they're going to be. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they work a, a bunch of hours, right? That doesn't right. mean that they're they're putting their they're only working, you know, they're they're working to living, they're living to work, right? They're not doing that. That's not what we mean, right? Productivity means that they are active and present in their job while they're there, right? Mm -hmm. That they're giving everything they can to the people for us, for the to the people that we serve, to our clients for the time that they are clocked in. Right. And, and then when they leave. They don't need to be continuing, you know, to think and to work about spectrum, but that they're also not doing anything adversely. That may be my best all-in answer ever. That may be my favorite. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we get, you know, uh, there's been a lot of different answers over the course of the last couple of years for that question. And man, that, you, that was fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. It, it was, and Erica, we can certainly tell that you you live uh, you live that all-in employee mentality at Spectrum, and they're certainly very lucky to have you. And for the last ten years, and I think about uh, we talked a lot about the employee journey. From um, you know, it really starts before they they come to work for you. That, that very first touch point in that recruitment journey, and how important that is to set the tone to understand what the culture is going to be like. And you and your team have certainly do a great job with that. Um, 
Um, and it, it's just fantastic. I, I've got one last as we wrap here. I've got one more dad joke. If that's okay. This one's hey, about, sure. this one's on. about yeah. cheerleading. Um, oh, God. oh, gosh. <laughs> is it true that uh, when a cheerleader walks into Starbucks, she says, give me a tea? <laughs> but I'm, sorry. What am I going to do with him? No. I know. I know. <laughs> because, well, Erica, listen, you've been a fantastic <laughs> guest. I hope, listen, I'd love to have you back again. I could just talk to I you for a it. long I'm fascinated with the work that you and your organization do. I think it's a, it's a calling to do the things that, that you guys do. Um, it's not easy. Like you said, there's no fluff in what you do, right? At all. It's all heavy. And and uh, but the way you describe it, talk about it, uh, the culture there. I mean, I, I need to come visit at some point. I'm just come saying, on over. I want to come up there. I, I know having met some of the team, I'm very excited. Um, congratulations to you and Spectrum Health again on uh, receiving that all in award. We, we were so excited to present that. I uh, look forward to you getting some more awards in the future. And just me too. Again, I, yes, already, I already told sure. the team. I said, "Where are we going next year?" Because I'm there. Get ready. Well, right, right. Ready. right. That's that Thank you so much for being here today, Kevin. We, we'll, uh, I'll be, we'll be doing another show here soon. But this has been a great one, my friend. Good Thank show. you so much. I really appreciate it, you guys. It was a Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Welcome to the All In Employee Podcast with your hosts, R. Scott Russell and Kevin Gergel, the Vice Presidents of CA Short Company. To learn more about Scott or Kevin, visit cashort.com. Now, on with the show.